0: we There it is. That is the sound of bell for round number nine of fight number six. Pacific Coast boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Gancho saligo, though. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here with VP of operations, Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man?
1: Hey, how's it going, man? You're great to be back.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. We skipped a week. Rick mm-hmm. kind of got our you know schedules. A lot of stuff going on. It was spring break. Yeah, let's be honest. It was spring break. I'll tell you. I took a little uh, uh, little mini vacay. Went mm-hmm. uh, went to Oceanside, California. Got a beautiful place right on the beach. Um, and then uh, visited my daughter up in NorCal. Watched her play some softball, man. So it was a good little break.
1: Yeah, no, no it was a good break. You know, I did mostly just kind of relaxing around the house. But yeah, uh, you know, it was, it was a good time.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. In between, of course, we had a lot of boxing that took place. And here's the thing, Rick. Like, if there was such a thing as Boxing Month, this is it. Mm -hmm. This is it. We're right in the middle. We're right at the beginning. It started last weekend. Our guy, Raul Lizaraga, uh, impressive uh, uh, second-round knockout at the Commerce Casino to kick things off. And I would say from this point on, Rick, all the way until the first week of May, when Canelo fights Bivol. Is nothing but action-packed weekends, Rick.
1: Yeah, no, and especially you know even starting with this weekend, we we've, we've got four big cards, the, um this Saturday.
0: Oh yeah, no, I mean there's no way. I mean I'm hoping I know we're going to get to them, yeah. but as far as like how we're going to be able to watch all mm-hmm. of them, right? I um, mean obviously you got Triple G in 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 um in action, Michaela Mayer, mm-hmm. right? Um and the undercards on some of these fights, right? Yeah. Gabe Rosado,
1: you got the Maloney brothers.
0: That's right. The return of Ryan Garcia. Mm-hmm. He's back. Erickson Lubin. By the way, this right here, this is the dark horse uh, fight of all the fights taking place. Yeah. Okay. This is probably number one for me.
1: Yeah. You know, probably you know, fight of the weekend. You know, Lubin uh, and
0: F- and Fandora, the and Tower of Inferno.
1: Because c- y- you don't you don't know. You know, it could go either way.
0: And here's the thing, Rick the the book. Vegas agrees. Yeah. That's like they have that as a dead even fight. Mm -hmm. So it is like one fight. And, again, Michaela Mayer, I mentioned. So it's like it's nonstop. Yeah. And then then it keeps going, right? It keeps going um, next week, right? Next Mm -hmm. week, of course, you got Spence and Ugas. Um, Brandon Lee is action, by the way, on the undercard of that fight, Rick. So is our guy Jose Rayo Valenzuela against uh, Francisco El Bandido Vargas. Mm Mm-hmm. Um Connor, where have you been? Is in action on the sixteenth as well, yeah, so it's just like and then it goes on and on and on,
1: yeah, no, no, it's action packed month, you know, and I'm just kind of looking forward to it, you know, one fight after another
0: it's huge, um, I definitely want to talk about the Josh Warrington mm-hmm. fight that took place again, we skipped a week, that happened a couple of weeks ago, um definitely have some opinions on that fight, yeah. great atmosphere um we'll talk about. What happens next, right, for Josh Warrington? Um, we also had the Miguel Burchelt fight, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and, and and coming from a couple of big Burchelt fans, you know, we yeah, we saw this guy win his world title out in Fantasy Springs, yeah, and um, you know, it just uh, it, it, it's sad to see how it's in turning out right now,
0: yeah, that's exactly right, that's exactly right. So, and by the way, and I see Francisco Vargas going down the same path, yeah. Because I don't, you know, I've seen this kid, Jose mm-hmm. Valenzuela. I've seen him. I call him a kid, right? He's, he, he's a man with what he does, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Vargas's fate is going to be the same thing yeah. as, as Burchell. Um, so, again, we got a lot to talk about. I want to get caught up on that, on the Josh Warrington fight especially. Mm-hmm. Josh Warrington's one of my guys. But I'm not happy about some of the stuff that happened after and who they're looking for him to fight next. Okay. There's only one fight he should have, and I'll cover that. Of course we got the Fury and White fight coming up, Rick. Mm-hmm. That is the infamous um the the ninety ten split. Yeah. That Fury was able to, <laughs> to, to to negotiate But here's the thing, you know, so so at the end of the day, real quick on that fight, Rick. So Warren from Pr- Warren, Frankie Warren, is it Frankie Warren? Frank the, Warren. Frank Warren. Yeah. Um, is the one who won the bid for that at 40 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the way that works out, okay, is basically so ten, 10% of any purse Rick um, by the WBC rules, 10% goes to the winner. Yeah. Okay. So 4 million of that 40 million is going to go to the winner. So that leaves the, the 30 million left mm-hmm. for both fighters. So Fury's going to get 27 million and uh, Dillian White's going to get 3 million. Yeah. Is that a big disparity and a big? Yes, it is. But here's the thing that's the most money that dealing white has ever made in a fight.
1: Yeah. And, you know, where else is he going to get that kind of money? You know, he can fight, um, you know, who's the guy he uh, just beat? To get his uh, shot back. Yeah, Povetkin again. Yeah. And, you know, he's not even making a million for that.
0: Exactly. And and the thing is, it's like for Dillian White, it's like, no, you, you don't just get to fight a guy like Fury. And what do you get? A 60-40 split? Yeah. A 70-40? You should be thankful you're getting the opportunity. Yeah. Right? You got knocked out by Povetkin. Of course, right? Eddie Hearn sets that up again. for, And they would have kept fighting. Yeah. Until you know the, the the decision was in his favor, you're getting three million. Beat him now. You're talking yeah. about making you know serious scratch.
1: That's that's always the solution. You know you don't like how much you're making. Win the fight and and you know maybe it won't flip. Yeah, but you'll get be getting a lot more.
0: Yep. Um, also, um, one of the things I want to touch about you had mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Rick. Where's uh, Where's Bob, uh, Bob Aram? Yeah. Right. He's been missing in action, although we did see him at a fight in Vegas. Right. And not only did we see him, Rick, but then he also made a a very ill-advised comment about women's fighting, Rick. Right. Mm -hmm. And he talked about how he says, for whatever reason, people don't particularly pay attention to the women's fights. I'm quoting. I don't want to be accused of being anti-women in sports. But I'm telling you, this is like Premier League versus women's football, and he's comparing the card that he has, which is Oscar Valdez and Shakur Stevenson, mm-hmm. against what is really the one of the biggest, if not the biggest, women's fight ever: Amanda Taylor, um, and uh, oh gosh,
1: Amanda, uh, 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 Katie Taylor, Katie
0: Taylor, yeah. right, and Amanda Serrano, and. And and I tell you, right? um, That's just a bad thing to say.
1: Yeah, no. In nowadays, you you really can't say that. Yeah, you know it. um, You know, and unfortunately, you know, it's getting up there in age. So, uh, you know how these older guys are. You know, they just they say you know what they what they want to say, but there's no room for it. You know, there's room for both of these fights in boxing. Everybody's excited for these fights. And, you know, let the let the women shine.
0: Here's the thing, Rick, is, like, this is the time where there shouldn't be any lines as far as competing promotions. Mm-hmm. This is about boxing. Yeah. And he, I don't care if he's 90, Rick, and if he's going senile, then somebody muzzle him. Yeah. It's the other way around, right? If you want to start doing this, you know, soccer, you know, analogy about Premier League versus women's football, the Premier League match is Taylor and Serrano. Yeah. That's the big fight that weekend because I'll tell you what, and and they're probably not going to I don't know what time they're going to be on if they're going to be competing against each other, but I'm going to be watching Serrano and Taylor.
1: Yeah. I think they did end up staggering them. Yeah. You know, so that uh, they weren't competing against each other because they, the women need to have their own uh, spotlight.
0: Yeah, the, like I said, this is when... I don't care if it's going against your promotion, uh, Bob Arum. This is all about boxing, mm-hmm. and he needs to be aware of that. He needs to be cognizant. Just a stupid thing to say Yeah, because this is about boxing, and this is a huge, huge deal for, mm-hmm. for women's boxing. Yeah. This fight's been in the work for years. So, All right, Rick, so this is round nine, by the way. Yeah. Okay, so the last time... Um, We focused on a fight for round seven, and Mm -hmm. we really should have talked about round eight. Okay, So we were all over the place, okay? So this is round nine. We did miss round eight. I'm going to give a real quick round eight. So this is, of course, we always talk about a fight that resonates for us Mm -hmm. or something that we can pull back from the archives. Round eight, pretty easy for me, Rick. So this is uh, Sugar Ray Robinson beating Jimmy Doyle. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, this resulted in the death. Of Jimmy Doyle. It was one of the first recorded... uh, I'm not saying this was the first time that a fighter has has died as a result of a a prize fight, but it was really one of the first, Rick, that went on record that happened. Um, And of course, it was against the great Sugar Ray Robinson, Jimmy Doyle, Round 8, this is in Cleveland. And the reason mm-hmm. why this one's big, especially for us here, Rick, is Jimmy Doyle was an L.A.-based fighter. Yeah, Fought the majority of his fights out of the Olympic auditorium. So it was a big deal, Rick.
1: No, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, um, definitely. And, uh, you know, you, you hate to see this, and I think they put in the rules, you know, uh, to help, you know, so that this wouldn't happen, you know, as, as much.
0: Yeah, that's right. And then, uh, And then just a few, the same, in that same year, Mm-hmm. Um, a few months later, in fact, this fight took place uh, uh, June 24th, 1947, and then October, Sugar Ray Robinson returned and fought at the Olympic Auditorium in L.A. Yeah. and donated his purse to Jimmy Doyle and family.
1: Yeah, no, no, it was a good thing, and uh, you know, I was reading that, uh, you know, the reason they fought in Cleveland is because yeah. California wouldn't uh, sanction. Um, you know Jimmy Doyle to fight, yeah, in California,
0: yeah, yeah, and there you go, there you go, right? Yeah. So yeah, but uh, an LA guy, the whole yeah. the whole way through. Okay, so that was round eight, but now we're in round nine, Rick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're in round nine. So round nine, um, pretty simple. I know you remember this fight, Rick. This was Bernard Hopkins and Oscar De La Hoya, uh-huh. ending in el gancho Aligado, Rick. Yeah, in round nine with Hopkins finishing De La Hoya.
1: Yeah, you know, I I remember this fight. Uh, you know, I felt that La Jolla could have gotten up. I think he chose not to. <laughs> you know, that that that's kind of what I saw. Yeah, you know, he I, he he was moving around pretty good. You know, rolling around on was the ground, writhing, writhing
0: in pain, yeah, Rick, it, writhing in pain. I don't, I don't, I don't think so.
1: I think if he could do all that, you know, he could have gotten up.
0: And so, for you recall, right? This was yeah. the fight that when we talked about. Um, some of the the robberies, right? Mm-hmm. The fight before this is where uh, Oscar De La Hoya had, had, quote, air quotes, beaten Felix Sturm, yeah. right? And what we know, right, was, was a robbery. And then that fight set up, um, at the time, it was for everything. Mm-hmm. It was the undisputed middleweight championship of the world. Um, and by the way, I, I'm pretty sure De La Hoya was actually hit on points.
1: Uh, yeah, he might have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I did feel like he was he was kind of fading.
0: Yeah, you know, at the end of that one, he was he was. But when we talked about it, right, De La, De La Hoya, of course, moving all the way up, Bernard Hopkins, 160, mm-hmm. kind of like the Marvin Hagler of that era, right, where Bernard Hopkins really stood at 160, yeah, and and dominated that. Um, I would say that he destroyed um, uh, Felix Trinidad even in worse fashion than he did De La Hoya. You know, oh no, and he completely know, yeah, no. polished off. Felix Trinidad no, you, know? you know
1: but the, you know it uh you know Trinidad was in that fight you know, till the very end um you know and and would have gotten up and finished that fight had, well had had his dad not come into the ring
0: that was the fight also where Trinidad or uh, Hopkins in camp flagged the illegal raps of Trinidad, which you know obviously. Puts an asterisk almost on any victory that uh, that Trinidad had at that point
1: no, no we, we've explained this before on the uh, podcast that uh, you know there was only gauze and tape, it wasn't like there was concrete in there, yeah uh, it was just uh, the way they wrapped it was yep. the Nevada way, yeah, and they were fighting in New York, so they couldn't wrap it that way
0: right, and so they uh, they lost they didn't know. no one showed them a map as yeah. to what city they were fighting in yeah. Huh? And so somehow they just wrapped them Vegas-style in New York. Mm-hmm. There you go, Rick. So there's round nine. All right, we got a big, big, big show coming up, Rick. Again, we got a lot of boxing news that's happened in two weeks. We got all these fights that happen. I definitely want to get to the uh, Josh Warrington fight, talk about Miguel Burchelt and where he goes from there and everything else, boxing. We'll be right back. Pacificos it goes, boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rec Prado. Don't forget, catch us at Pacific Coast boxing.com Twitter, at Pat Coast Boxing. Instagram, uh, at Pacific Coast Boxing. Email us anytime. Uh, counterpunch, at PacificCoastBoxing.com. You can also sign up for our uh, subscriber list. Find out where we're going to be, events, etc. A shirt, right? Hit us up got a lot of got a lot of new shirts uh in stock, so all right, Rick, it's been a couple weeks, and there were yeah. some fights that took place so let's get to it
1: yeah so we'll start with the uh, kiko martinez josh warrington fight um, warrington regains uh championship uh it's a TKO, seventh round
0: yep, and I'll tell you what you know like if I told you before right on my bucket list, I definitely <laughs> want to go across the pond specifically to the u k to watch a fight. And if I had my druthers, right, it would be that fight, mm-hmm. that kind of fight, right, um, watching um, the, you know, Josh Warrington, right? Um, what an atmosphere, Rick. Yeah. I mean, the ring entrance itself, right, mm-hmm. is, is worth attending. The Leeds, War, you know, the what is he? The Leeds Warrior, I believe is his mm-hmm. nickname. The, 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 the Leeds fans and, and, and how they support him, Rick, here's the thing. I don't know any fighter. That gets that sort of reception here in the United States.
1: No, no, it, it, it was an exciting uh, atmosphere.
0: I mean, w- think about it, Rick. Even a Ryan Garcia with his eight point seven million fighters, mm-hmm. right? When we went to watch him um, at the Honda Center, which seems like, you know, years ago. Yeah, uh, I think it was was it was just was two years ago now. Was it on uh, Valentine's two fourteen? Uh, no, well, well, I
1: think it was. I think it was last year. Okay. But but that was his last fight, so it's, yeah. it's like well, a year and two months. I, I
0: think it was, but if you think about it, though, but hold on, but he beat Luke Campbell in January of twenty of 2021. So I be, I, I think it was- two, Oh, that's, right it, that's was, right. it was the COVID. It was when COVID started okay. February mm-hmm. 14th so yeah, uh, of 2020. 2020, Right? And even that fight, though, it was not electric. No. Not like this guy, what Josh Warrington does. So mm-hmm. there's very few fighters that can do what he does especially at that weight division, yeah. okay? All right, that being said, let's get to the fight. Here's the problem, Rick, is that it's an ideal opponent in Kiko Martinez, mm-hmm. okay? Um, you know, older fighter, age, right, gets there by knocking out Kid Galahad.
1: I've beaten him before.
0: Yes, and so now, right, exactly. This was a rematch, yeah. beat him before. He holds the IBF championship, so guess what? Josh Warrington, you get the fight for the IBF championship. Um, so it was the perfect opponent, um, goes in there, mauls him in the first round, hit you know, down to the can sends him to the canvas, um, and then ends up uh you know knocking him out. And it was a good stoppage yeah. at the end of the day. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. So after the fight, of course, they bring Lee Wood in there, and Lee Wood, right, very gracious, saying, Hey, look, this is not not about me, right? Focus on um mm-hmm. on uh Josh Warrington, which is great. And then they're talking about, you know, who does you want to fight next? And they're throwing out Lee Wood and Leo Santa Cruz. What about the guy that kicked his ass? Yeah. What about Mauricio Lara? Mm-hmm. The guy who, you know, who who literally should have sent him almost into retirement. Knocks him out the first fight, and then the second fight, the clash of heads. Yeah. Why is nobody talking about Mauricio Lara? And why is Mauricio Lara, right, ranked like number three in the IBF?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, kind, kind, kind of weird that... Uh... You know, he's definitely seems like he's avoiding that fight. Um, You know, and Lee Wood, Santa Cruz is getting thrown out there. Um, You know, good fights, but he still has something to prove against Lara.
0: He has to. That's why it's really interesting. And I'm going to tell you something, by the way. um, I I still am a big Josh Warrington fan, but I don't believe he's one of the elite Mm -hmm. 126-pound fighters anymore. I might get a lot of flack for that, but he isn't, Rick. Yeah. He isn't. He slowed down a bit. He gets hit a lot. Um, I'm not going to say that he fights dirty because if you're not getting points deducted, then technically you're not breaking the rules, okay? But this guy fights dirty. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This guy shoulders, this guy elbows, this guy leads with the head, okay? Mm -hmm. But, hey, listen, if the referee's not going to call it, then it is what it is, okay? But he's got to give Mauricio Lara an opportunity. I think it's ridiculous that they're not even talking about that. I think part of it is I think they know that Lara's got his number.
1: Yeah yeah and, and and you know that's that's probably the case, so um you know they're gonna go after Lee Wood, you know, Leo Santa Cruz it sounded like he wanted Leo Santa Cruz even more than Lee Wood, yeah, and uh it sounded like he was even willing to go to Vegas for that
0: well and and I don't blame him for that, or Nanny no. Hearn said that after the fight, and you know why, Rick, yeah because of the money yeah Mm-hmm. right because there's more money in fighting Leo Santa Cruz and so I get it from a business perspective we've talked about that before your tenure as a fighter is short I get it from a pure boxing fight fans perspective though Lara's the guy he should be fighting yeah
1: and less risk you know uh feels maybe Leo Santa Cruz is uh yeah. past his prime
0: I talked about this a couple of years ago this was of course before he lost to Mauricio Lara I said the fight that I want to see this was after he beat um uh, the Jackal framed him. I said, I want to see him fight Leo Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Of course, Santa Cruz moved up and got his, you know, a uh, block knocked off against um, the tank, yeah. Gervonta Davis. So, again, I'm not going to take anything away. Good performance, good fight by Josh Warrington, but it was the perfect opponent and the yeah. perfect atmosphere, and he did what he's supposed to. Now, step up, Josh, and give Mauricio Lara another opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely would like to see it. Um, also two weeks ago, uh, we had the, uh, Miguel Bruchelt fight versus, uh, Jeremiah Nakathila, yeah. you know, and this one ended, um, at the end of the sixth round when, um, you know, Bruchelt wasn't able to come out for the next round.
0: Yeah. Not non-competitive, Yeah, right? Um, it was clearly, right. This is clearly, you know, when you, when you look at fights sometimes, Rick and the proverbial, you never know when it happens, Yeah, right? It could be any fight that a fighter, you know, loses, right? Loses their their mojo, loses their ability to be a contender. Um, it really started against Valdez, uh-huh. and that controversial fight, of course, where Valdez failed the Vada test, but they still allowed him to fight and keep the title. Mm-hmm. Um, it started then, Rick. It was a devastating mm-hmm. knockout, devastating enough that Berchelt will never be the same, and he shouldn't mm-hmm. be fighting anymore.
1: No, yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, I think um, he took over a year off. You know, he went up in weight. None of it mattered. You know, he, he looked really jittery in the ring. Yeah. Almost looked like, um, you know, I actually kind of agreed with uh, Timothy Bradley. Yeah. Where, you know, they, they probably didn't test him in sparring. Yeah. To see if he could take a shot. Right. And he went down with the jab. Yeah. Know, and Well, the
0: jab, it was just, yeah. by the way, but to see the jab was, it was good timing. Yeah. It was the perfect balance. There's been other fighters that have gone down from jabs. It was just, listen, Rick, burgelt has never been... Um, we've never talked about being him being tactically or techni- no, technically no. very proficient. His big advantage is he was bigger than everybody at 130 pounds. Yeah. So he would just go in there and basically maul and brawl and beat people up. Yeah. Um, and then he ran into Valdez, who outboxed him and outslugged him and out whatever him. right. Yeah. And then here at 135, we knew that was going to be a problem. Will his power carry to 135? Forget about the power. The speed yeah. wasn't there the reflexes weren't there he's done
1: yeah nakathilo was walking right through those punches and you know he was he looked like a lost fighter yeah he definitely should not be fighting anymore yeah um unfortunately he was saying after the fight he's going to keep going he'll be back yeah and you know it uh it's definitely this isn't going to be the last time he gets knocked out
0: no it won't and uh you know so he's going to go really quickly right from champion yeah. to gatekeeper and then eventually we will see him down um, at the Bull Ring or somewhere in TJ. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, the, it, it's coming. Um, also, two weeks ago, we, uh, we watched the uh, Tim zhu yeah. Cherell, uh geisha fight. Yeah. Um, and this was a unanimous decision um, in 12. Uh, Tim Zhu won. He's a strong fighter. Just doesn't move around a lot.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't impressed with him. Yeah. I wasn't impressed with him. And then when you look at the 154 pound division, which is going to be on display uh, this weekend, I don't know. I don't know if he's one of the you know one of the top guys. I mean, yeah. he wants. Of course, everybody wants to fight the winner of Charlo and Castano. Yeah. Um. He, you know, I give him credit. He goes down in round one, comes back, shows resilience, right? Uh. You know, wins the fight, but I'm not convinced that he's world class at 154, man no I'm yeah. not
1: it, yeah it um you know definitely there's there, there's some work to be done there yeah uh, he's still young but um you know there has to be some drastic changes in his in, in his style or he's gonna get yeah. it hard
0: I I don't know yeah. if I don't think he beats Lubin I don't think yeah. he beats Fundura, right yeah I don't even know if he beats Tony Harrison who's gonna be in action this weekend mm-hmm. by the way
1: yeah so it, it'll be interesting to see who they who they put him match him up against uh next um, this past weekend, we had the uh, Savannah Marshall. Yeah. Uh, third round knockout over um, Hermans. Yep. And it looks like Carissa Shields is next.
0: Yeah, I mean, this sets up the big grudge match that we talked about, mm-hmm. right? Before. Um, I believe she beat um, Clarissa Shields right in the amateurs. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the showdown that we've been waiting for, right? Again, another big women's fight, regardless mm-hmm. of what, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bob, Arum. Bob Arum says. Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, that's a huge fight. And this mm-hmm. is a huge fight for women's boxing as well. We need it. Grudge match. Can't wait, man. Yeah, no. Let's make it, it happen.
1: Yeah, it's been building for a while, and yeah. you know, now's the time. Yep. Um, and so that's it for the uh the fights from a couple weeks ago.
0: Got it, Rick. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break, and then of course we got a huge, huge, huge card coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk about all the fights. I'll tell you another sleeper that I know we're going to talk about, Rick Rosado and Shane Mosley Jr. Yeah, you know, Shane um, Mosley Jr. Not one of your favorite fighters. No,
1: I'll I'll get to that. You know, I don't I don't I don't think it's going to be competitive. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't. Really? No, I, I you know. See, I
0: think it is. I I, I I think I think that fight may be more competitive than you think.
1: I I may be you know. Not to give anything out too yeah, early, but yeah. that may be my lock of the week. You may
0: have Gabe Rosado yeah. as your lock of the, lock week, of the huh? week. Gabe Rosado, 14 losses, mm-hmm. Gabe Rosado. I don't know how many yeah. wins he has, but I believe he has 14 losses. Mm-hmm. You could uh, you could fact-check me here during the break, but I believe he's lost 14 times. Yeah. So this will be probably a fighter that's the most losses <laughs> That a fighter has that you'll be taking with the lock of the with week the if, you, the if week. you take Gabe Rosado yeah. with 14 losses, Rick. So, all right, we'll find out. We'll be right back. Pacific Goes Boxing. Pacific Goes Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back, getting ready to talk about finally the big weekend coming up. Did a little fact check in, Rick, over the break. So, Rosado, mm-hmm. did he have 14 losses?
1: Yeah, 14 losses. I think he's 26 and 14.
0: Yeah, see, there you go. Don't ask me why, but his 14 losses just stuck with me because I remember going into the Munguia fight. Uh-huh. Uh, so, we'll get to that fight, mm-hmm. but a whole bunch of fights coming up, Rick. So, let's get to it.
1: Yeah, so uh, we'll start with, uh, and we'll do it in the order that they're going to air. Okay. You know, so this weekend, we'll start with the. Um, the zone card, the triple G. Yeah, GGG, yeah. It, it's in Japan. Yep. Um, the main event, they're supposed to walk out about five ten a.m. Yeah, Pacific time.
0: Wow. So we have to
1: wake up early for that one.
0: Yeah, really early, man. That means no going out late Friday at all. Yeah, you no,
1: know. No, or yeah, you know, coming in really early in the morning. I mean, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah maybe pulling the all
0: nighter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we have to. Maybe you get permission, Rick. Yeah. I'll pass by your house at what that would be three in the morning uh-huh. to watch the fights. And then the main event's at five. Yeah. So that'll be perfect. Well, I'll
1: probably just be getting home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, all right, so we got Triple G, Ryota, Murata, uh, 12 rounds uh, yeah. for Golovkin's uh, IBF middleweight title and Murata's WBA super middleweight title.
0: So the foregone conclusion is that Golovkin's going to win this fight. Yes. Right? I mean, that's kind of what folks are thinking. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at it from an odds perspective, Rick, they got Golovkin at minus 700. Okay. So it means you got to bet... to win $100, okay? Um, The implied probability on that is about 88% Mm -hmm. that uh, Golovkin is going to win. So, um, of course, everybody's talking about that because they're talking about the trilogy with Canelo. Mm -hmm. Triple G, of course, is playing it right and saying, I don't want to talk about that fight. I got a fight right in front of me. Okay, that being said, I think the odds makers are right. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think that Triple G is on his last legs, but I think that he's got enough to beat this guy simply because Murata's a tall, right, taller fighter. Um, But he stands up. He's very awkward, not very technically sound, and he's easy to hit, Rick.
1: Yeah. And I I think, um, you know, Triple G will end up breaking him down. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm looking for eighth, ninth round stoppage. Uh, Triple G definitely doesn't want this to go to the cards. You know, you're in Japan. You're, you know, you, you never know. You know they may get that hometown. You well, they're know, not all
0: they're not all Japanese judges though, Rick. You know. Yeah, but so,
1: uh, you're still in Japan. Yeah, you, know, you have to get out of there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you're right. But I think the only the only question here is right. Like we said about this is Father Time going to catch mm-hmm. up with Golovkin? Is this the fight? Because I'll be honest with you, I don't. I don't. I didn't have Golovkin uh, beating Derevchenko. Yeah, I didn't think he'd beat Derevchenko. Right, mm-hmm. and I thought that was it. Um, and so that's the only thing, right? Is has he slowed up enough yeah. and can Murata use his youth and his energy, right? Mm-hmm. That That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Is the know, only chance that he has.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. I think that this, uh, I, I think Triple G is going to have enough. Um, I think, uh, Murata, uh, may, probably a little overrated. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, Triple G is going to have enough to, to take him out. And there's, there's so much, um, money and everything just to get to that Canelo fight
0: no you're right and see so that's that's another factor right that's another factor that poor Murata has against them is the powers that be right they already have they already have the fight lined up right so yeah it'll 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 be interesting um again can't wait to see it this is a fight that was supposed to take place by the way um over new year's yeah right didn't happen Um, Murata, of course, right, his biggest win was against our guy, Rob Brandt, if you recall, right? He loses um, unanimous decision, and then he knocks Brandt out. Of course, he knocks him out in Osaka in Japan. Mm -hmm. I lived in Osaka, by the way, Rick, for four months Yeah, back in 1993. There's a little side-side fact. But um, Rob Brandt, of course, came out. Remember we saw Rob Brandt here at the Pechanga, which seems like eons ago. But that was his biggest win. Unless you want to count, you know, Hassam the dumb, right? Yeah. No Who idea. he lost, and then then he came out and beat. So Rob his big is his biggest victory. Um, I still think he's very inexperienced. He's six feet. He has that as an advantage. I have Triple G, Rick, in unanimous decision or late round TKO. Yeah.
1: yeah I have the knockout probably in the eighth, ninth round. Okay. Somewhere in there. Okay. Um, also on this card, we have uh, Jun- Junto uh, Nakatani. That's exactly right. Uh, Ryota Yamauchi. Yep. For Nakatani's WBO flyweight title.
0: Yeah, and, and Nakatani is in that, right, that whole Carlos Quadras, Chocolatito, that whole range there. Yeah. So this will be a good fight. Um, I think Nakatani's going to win. I hope he wins um, and remains kind of in that discussion for a bigger fight.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it should be a good fight. It's 112 and,
0: uh, pound flyweight just in case. Yeah,
1: may have to wake up at three to watch that one, though. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm gonna watch them right. Yeah, um, the next card is uh, the main card starts at 6 p.m. and it's the uh, Ryan Garcia from San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, also on the zone. Um, Ryan Garcia versus Emmanuel Taggo,
0: yeah, and uh. Ryan Garcia, by the way, at a minus 1450. Okay. Okay, so that that tells you all you need to know about what the (laughs) odds makers think, okay? Now, you know, the odds makers have been wrong, but Mm -hmm. still, right? I mean, um, 93% 93? implied, yeah. yeah. So again, yeah, that means you got to bet $1,450 to make $100. Mm -hmm. We have not seen Ryan Garcia since the Luke Campbell fight. Yeah. Right? In the meantime, right, Cambosas, Devin Haney um jage uh jojo diaz right mm-hmm. they've all made up even jojo diaz in losing has moved ahead of ryan garcia right yeah. right so you got all these fighters that because they've stayed active have really improved their their place in boxing mm-hmm. ryan garcia for whatever reason you know a, mental health issues whatever i'll respect whatever's going on um but he had a pop that came out in the in the meantime yeah by the way, which I bought several of them just in case, Rick. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Cuz they were going they went on sale for like uh 5.99. Oh wow. So I bought like 4 of them. Yeah. Just in case. So I mean, this is it. This is his return. I think he has to look impressive. Mm-hmm. Good chance he does, right? And then he has to fight again. He ha- he has to fight at least two more times to stay relevant mm-hmm. this year, Rick. Can't disappear.
1: Yeah, no, definitely he has to fight uh, in April. And then probably look for something in June or July. Yeah, because
0: yeah. the question with him is as how important is boxing? Again, if you believe the fact that he had all these mental health issues mm-hmm. and whatnot, but in the meantime, he has a pop that comes out. He has a line of, uh, of what is it, like lotions and colognes yeah. and all kinds of stuff that came out, right? So he had 8.8 million followers. You talked about the, uh, the last um, stat of the week. He was in the top five for Instagram followers, yeah. right, amongst fighters. So... If boxing is still his primary revenue stream, right? And his primary interest, then this has got to just be a stepping stone for two big fights. Yeah. And even if he takes less money, by the way, right? Like does he get the winner of Cambosa's uh and Haney? Probably not. That's probably gonna go to Lomachenko. But yeah. if not, then they gotta work a fight with Tank Davis, maybe mm-hmm. the winner of Romero and Davis, but he needs to fight two more fights and they gotta be big.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, totally agree. I think um, he's he's got to step up the competition. You know, I know this uh, Emmanuel Tago has a has a good record. Yeah, you know he's uh, thirty two and one, and uh, you know he's one thirty two straight. So yeah. he, he lost his professional debut and hasn't. But I'm looking at the list of guys, and Mason Menard is the only name that I sort of, kind of yeah. know. Yeah, but not really.
0: Minus fourteen fifty, Rick. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, to know. that's all you need. That's to why know. it's at. That's why it's at yeah. minus fourteen fifty.
1: Um, so yeah. Also on this card, we've got uh, Marlon Esparza um, versus uh, Naoko yep. Fuchioka. Yep. For Esparza's WBC women's flyweight title,
0: which I love, by the way, which yeah. I love that she's a good fighter. All action, of course. I want her to win that fight simply yeah. because I want the rematch with Sanisa Superbad Estrada. Right? Yeah, still, still need the Sanisa fight. That's the one we want.
1: And, yeah, also uh, I forgot to mention that Fujioka has the WBA
0: That's uh, flyweight that, that. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's yeah. a big fight. That's a big fight, by the mm-hmm.
1: way. Huge. So, yeah, they're unifying and, you know, looking forward to it. Yep. Um, now we're getting to the fight, you know, we were talking about. That's right. Gabriel Rosado, Shane Mosley Jr., Ten rounds, super middleweight.
0: Yeah, see, and to me, by the way, see, these are the kind of fights and by the way, if we if we just step back a little bit, yeah. Rick, see it's unfortunate. Now I get the, you know, the 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 triple G fight, like you said, yeah. that's gonna be a five in the morning. Yeah. But all of these other fights, right, there's some of these, why not a Friday night, man? Yeah. Why not a Thursday night? Because boxing fans who are the true fans are gonna watch these anyways, will watch it on a Thursday night or a Friday yeah. night. Because what's gonna happen, right, other than the again the fight in japan that's in the early morning these are all going to overlap man mm-hmm. are they not
1: yeah um we're going to get to the other two cards are espn yeah. showtime cards yeah but both start at 7 p.m the main cards
0: that's what I'm saying, man. And it's unfortunate because this fight right here, Gabriel Rosado, or even split them up, that's mm-hmm. a main event. Yeah. Like Gabriel Rosado and Shane Mosley Jr., that's a main event here locally. Yeah. That would draw quite a bit of fans. Okay. That being said, Rosado and Shane Mosley, no numbers on that fight, Rick. Yeah. But all you need to know is our numbers, okay? Mm-hmm. Shane Mosley, slick fighter, unimpressive in his last couple fights, mm-hmm. right? I even questioned, and so did you, whether or not he even wants to fight other than the fact that he's got his dad's name, right? Mm -hmm. Hall of Famers. Mosley in the Hall of Fame yet?
1: Um, If he hasn't been, he he should be pretty soon. He will be pretty soon,
0: yeah. yeah. If Cotto's getting in, he's got to be in, (laughs) right? So questionable win against the De La Hoya, right, Mm -hmm. in the rematch. But um, here's the thing, Rick, is that I think that he's going to – Shane Mosley Jr. hears all this. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think he hears all this. And it's going to motivate him enough to get ready and outbox Rosado.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, I think uh, Shane Mosley, he's 17 and four. We were talking about the 26 and 14 yeah. of yeah. Uh, Rosado. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking at the list of names. Anytime Mosley Jr. has fought anybody that I've heard of before, yeah. now we're not even talking good fighters. Yeah. Jason Quigley. Yeah, he lost. We've heard of Jason Quigley because yeah. you know we go to the Fantasy Springs. Quality see fighter under Delahoye's uh, yeah. camp. that's uh, right. So he loses that fight. Yeah, Brandon Adams, yeah, who, who won the contender. That's right. You know, lo- you know, not only lost, but was completely outclassed. Didn't win a round. Yeah. Um, another guy, you know, and then he, he, two other fights that he lost that I've, I've, I've never heard of these guys. Yeah. Um, he hasn't fought in a year. I think this is the last time we see Sh- uh, Shane Mosley Jr. Yeah. I think um, Rosado wins. Late stoppage. Yeah. You know, uh, the one, one thing is Mosley hasn't been stopped. So he does have his, his dad's yeah. Uh, chin. Yeah. But I think he loses his unanimous decision to uh, Gabriel Rosado.
0: It's kind of an interesting fight because uh, you said, and you make a great point, right, that Shane Mosley has lost to all the big name fighters. Well, so mm-hmm. is Rosado. Yeah. Okay. Don't tell me that Bectamir is a big fighter. Okay. Yeah. Bectamir was like 7-0 and 0 uh-huh. when he knocked him out, right, with our knockout of the year. But if you look at everybody that Rosado was lost to, right, Munguia, Daniel Jacobs, uh, well, Masaja Suleki, right? He,
1: he did beat uh, Joshua Claddy and Jesus Soto Carras.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's get let's get the great fighters. Okay. He even loses the Martin Murray, yeah. Willie Monroe. He gets knocked out by Lemieux. Loses the Charlo to Quillen. To I mean, so Rosado is one of those we love. Rosado, tough fighter. I don't want to call him a gatekeeper because he's he's a tough fighter. Uh-huh. Maybe he is a glorified gatekeeper, right? But a fan favorite. He was trying to fight Demetrius Andrade. Right. He says, "You got the belts. I got the people. Let's get it on." This is interesting because it's it's. I think it's kind of a risk for Rosado. Yeah, Rick, I do because I think he had a good showing against Jaime Munguia. Uh-huh. He lost, but it was a good showing. Yeah, and I think that this is somewhat of a risk because if he loses to a guy like Mosley, yeah, it solidifies him as an entry gatekeeper. Yeah, I, so I, so I don't I don't get this fight if if I'm you know unless right. he's that confident that he's going to beat him. Uh huh. No, no, that's I, what you think.
1: Yeah, I, I think he wins this fight. And, you know, who who knows who the next fight is? Maybe a rematch with Bectamir. You know, who knows? But um, I, I do think he gets past uh, Shane Mosley Jr.
0: I, I Again, I love Rosado. I'm going to go the other way. Yeah? I think Mosley okay. outpoints him.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, the next card starts at seven. Yeah. Uh, this one from, uh says from Los Angeles. Yeah. Showtime.
0: I, That's what I was asking you, but you said they moved it to Vegas. Yeah, they did move it to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um but yeah, Erickson Lubin, Sebastian uh, Sebastian Fendura, yep. junior middleweights, you know, looking forward to this one, you know, a, a, a toss-up fight.
0: This is the fight of the weekend, Rick. Uh-huh. This is it right here, right? I've yeah. called it right all year. If you can only watch one fight, watch this one. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting one. You got the towering inferno. How how tall is Fendura? Is he 67? Six, uh, 68. He's. He's he, there. I'll, I'll look that up. Yeah, against Erickson Lubin. Uh, Rick, this fight is dead even, Rick. Yeah. Dead even on the numbers, man. Okay. Lubin, of course, is the one that got knocked out in round one mm-hmm. against 154-pound Charlo. Um, it you know talked a lot of crap. Probably was in there too early against Charlo. Gets knocked out. Has reeled off victories. And this is a great... I, I don't even know how they were able to pull this fight off. I love this fight. Yeah. It's a toss-up. It's going to test, is is Fundura for real, right? Mm-hmm. Is Lubin for real? Like, this is a, a fight fan's dream right here, man. Yeah, Fundura is 6'5". Six 6'5", five. Six five, okay.
1: 80-inch yeah. reach. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it just, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Generally, this fight wouldn't get made. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't, I don't feel, if I had to pick, yeah. I would probably take Lubin just on the experience factor. I yeah. feel like they're kind of rushing fendura into this fight. um he's 180 and 1. you know, s- still you know, probably still growing into his body. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, it's kind of a weird, you know, why did they set this fight up? Um yeah. experience factor, you know, I I I would I would probably take Lubin. Slightly, yeah. Slightly.
0: I'm I'm favoring Lubin as yeah. well. I think that he will be a fighter that is. And here's the thing, right? Is that we've seen, we've seen him live, right, mm-hmm. several times. In fact, uh, Fundura, he doesn't fight tall. Yeah, right. He doesn't fight and stay away. He actually likes to get inside and mix it up. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a mistake against Erickson Lubin. Yeah, um, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I, I, I have Lubin winning this fight.
1: Yeah, and it could be by the you know slightest of margins, but. Um, you know, I do think it's a loss that Fendura could come back from. But if he wins this fight, you know, the sky's the limit.
0: Yeah, but I don't think he does, Rick. In yeah. fact, I think he gets knocked out. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go a step further yeah. and say that, I, yeah, I think he's going to get knocked out. Local kid, right, Um, out of Coachella, California, mm-hmm. originally out of West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, I don't like this matchup for him. But here's yeah. the thing. At some point, Rick, at some point, you got to step him up. You got to see, yeah. You have to, right? You have to. And so this is the guy they found at 154 pounds. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that from an Erickson-Lubin perspective, he's kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Like I said, right? He gets knocked out uh, by Charlo. This is back in 2017, okay? Yeah. He beats Silver Ortiz. He beats our guy, Ishe Smith, right? Um, so he's, he's reeled off, you know, six wins in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is it, right? Yeah. Beats Rosario, by the way, right? Who, who won? Who won the championship? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, th- this this again. This is just this is this is a good fight.
1: Yeah, that's no, a good fight. Looking forward to it. Um, our last card of the uh, Julian
0: Williams, by the way. Rosario beat Julian Williams. Julian. Um, yeah, for the uh, for the 154 pound championship.
1: Okay. Um, the last card uh, for this uh, yeah this weekend on Saturday. Uh, from Costa Mesa we've got yeah. ESPN ESPN plus Michaela Mayer, Jennifer Hahn for the IBF and WBO junior lightweight titles.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a big fight, mm-hmm. right? I love the fact that we have, you know, a woman, Michaela Mayer, who is headlining the fight? How does she feel about her promoter making those comments about the yeah. Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor fight? Right. Yeah. If I'm her, I'm asking out. Right. I'm under, asking questions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm asking out under Bob Arum. It's like really, that's Premier League. It's like, mm-hmm. then why the heck am I? Anyways, I love the fight. Um, I'm looking for Michaela Mayer, of course, to 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 win. Yeah. Um and to set up some bigger things, so mm-hmm. I that's and the Maloney brothers are on this card as well, Rick.
1: Yeah, the Maloney brothers, you got both of them fighting, and then a uh, uh, prospect that um, you know top rank is pretty high on Giovanni Santian. That's right, also on the undercard.
0: I'll tell you another one that we're gonna see: uh, Floyd Cash Diaz, Rick. We we saw oh, okay. him in action. Yeah. I don't know if you were there with us at that fight. I think you may have missed that. Yeah, fight. Yeah, I may have missed that one. It was me and uh, me and little man mm-hmm. went to go watch that fight. But yeah, he fights on the Mayweather uh, Floyd uh, Floyd Diaz Floyd Cash Diaz. He goes by, but um, love that love that fight.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, but it should be a good, great weekend of fights, and you know, looking forward to all of them.
0: So set up the times again, Rick. So so we know that the fight, um, the Triple G fight, right, you're is going to prob- be Saturday morning at five a.m. Yeah, that,
1: that's the main event. Like if you want to watch the uh, the main card, you're probably yeah. looking at three a.m. Pacific time. Okay. Uh, the Rangar- Wait, three
0: a.m. Pacific time for the Triple G fight?
1: Yeah. But but that's just the like the main card. Yeah. For the triple G actual fight, the ring walk is scheduled for five ten A. M.
0: Okay, so five ten A. M. Pacific time yeah. for the Triple G main event. Yeah, for the Triple All G, right.
1: G main event. Um, we've got six PM for the Rang Garcia fight. Yeah. From San Antonio. And then you've got seven PM for the uh, the card, the Michaela Mayer and the uh, Showtime Erickson Lubin at seven PM as well.
0: So depending on how they go, right, mm-hmm. typically... So you're talking, again, we're talking Pacific time here, folks. Yeah. So you're talking 8 p.m. is probably the main event. Yeah. For some of those, right? 8 to 9 p.m. Yeah.
1: I would expect Ryan Garcia, probably the first main event that comes on there, probably about 8, 8.30. Yeah. Then you're looking at the Michaela Mayer, probably about 9.30, and Lubin, yeah. probably about
0: 9.30. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, again, why boxing doesn't help itself out. Yeah. Can you imagine now there's only one UFC... But imagine there being multiple UFC fights yeah. on one Saturday. Yeah. That's not gonna happen, right? No. That's just not gonna happen. They would be competing with each other. Ooh. But here we are, right? Four quality cards on one day. Yeah. And we're just getting started because mm-hmm. there's even more uh the next week. Um on, on the on the sixteenth. Yeah. But yeah, well, we'll get to those next week. All right, Rick. Good <laughs> stuff, busy Saturday, mm-hmm. boxing dream, right? Get up early right after your 5K run, and we'll see what happens. Oh, so what's your lock of the week? All that being said.
1: Oh, no, yeah, we took, um, I've got Gabriel Rosado.
0: You got Rosado beating Shane Mosley Jr. Shane Mosley, that's
1: my lock of the week.
0: Wow, that's a surprise.
1: Yeah, and and, you know, I'm... Not Triple G? Uh, No, I I can see Triple G getting old and losing that fight.
0: The numbers suggest Triple G. Yeah, you know and, or Ryan Garcia. Well Ryan
1: Garcia, you know, I'm, It's an I'm, easy one. I'm not yeah, that's an easy one. That that, that that's a gimme. You yeah, know, the, I uh, see. I see. You know, we've got uh, you know, followers that yeah. are picking that so you wanna leave some doubt. You yeah. want yeah,
0: you wanna go out a little bit on a limb. Yeah. I got you. So you got gay all right, so that's the fight. Yeah. Hopefully the teleifies that fight, by the way.
1: Oh, no, yeah, it'll, it'll be tough. You would think they
0: yeah. do, right? You would think that'd be the third fight because yeah. uh, that's going to be, uh, that's, should be, should be mm-hmm. an interesting fight. All right, Pacific Goes Boxing. Got a lot of boxing news coming up. Yeah. Of course, we got the stat of the week. We'll be right back. Okay. Pacific Goes Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Round nine of fight number six. Um, one of the other fights, by the way, Rick, that's coming up um, this month that we didn't talk about, uh, we may have mentioned, of course, is uh, the return of Ruben Villa uh-huh. and the Path to Glory, mm-hmm. right? Thompson uh, promotions. Uh, God willing, we will be there yeah. to cover that fight on behalf of Pacifico's Boxing. So um, he has not fought, right, since losing to Emmanuel Navarrete Give him a heck of a fight.
1: Yeah, no, uh, you know, we I think we've mentioned it a couple times on the on the podcast. Yeah. Know, we, where's Ruben B via, via Ben?
0: That's yeah. right. That's exactly right. So he's finally coming back. Mm-hmm. And so looking forward to that, right? Um a good friend, Mario Serrano with mm-hmm. Pacific with the Thompson Boxing Promotions. So looking forward to uh covering that fight. And then of course we got the fights that we're going to be attending. Um we'll make we'll, We'll put some uh some stuff out on social media about that, but we'll be uh back at the Fantasy Springs. Yeah,
1: they're looking forward to that. The ret- on the
0: twenty first. The
1: return of us
0: that's right. to the fantasy springs. That's what I'm saying. That that's a big deal.
1: You know, unfortunately I've driven past it about five or six times without going to
0: any fights there. I know, I know exactly. I think I mentioned to you uh the golf club that I play on. Yeah. We're having our year end uh tournament there. Okay. Uh June, uh I think middle of June. Yeah, is when we're having that. My semifinal match, by the way, is this Saturday. Oh wow! Win that. I'm yeah. I'm in the championship, but that'll be yeah. That'll be really good. Uh Um, looking forward to uh to those to those fights Uh, local. Um, yeah, and and it's just a really good venue. Mm -hmm. All right, Rick, let's get into the boxing news. Okay,
1: Uh, so we'll we'll start with um. You know, looks like some fights are starting to get made. Uh, we have Inouye versus Nonito Donaire, the rematch. Yeah. Uh, it was fight of the year, I think, in 2019. Yeah. Um, And it's set for June 7th, and it'll be in Japan.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the fight that, you know, quite honestly... That we've been wanting at, the, at that division, mm-hmm. um, it was a surprise, right? We're talking about the 118-pound, of course, bantamweight division. Yeah. Donaire gave him everything that that uh, that you could ever expect, mm-hmm. right? Nobody thought that his age. How old is is Donaire? Um, I think
1: he's 39 right now.
0: Yeah, and yeah. the thing is, is, at that age, heavyweight okay, but at that age where speed and reflexes mm-hmm. is is key. Right? To be able to do what he did was just amazing. Yeah. And so, and he deserves that. If there's such a thing as deserving a rematch, he does. I still favor in a way, but man, like, thank you for and making even, that fight.
1: Even after the original fight, you know, Daenerys still looked look good. You expected right. a little bit of drop off, and, yeah. you know, it just, just hasn't taken place.
0: The Filipino flash. No, I love yeah. it, man. I love it. Can't wait. I was glad to see that.
1: Yeah. Um, Jaime Mugia looks like he's going to fight uh, Daniel Jacobs. Uh, June 11th. Yeah. And it'll be at 164 pound catch weight.
0: Yeah. We talked about Daniel Jacobs, right? Mm-hmm. So, pretty interesting. Good story. The Miracle Man, right? Um, he barely beats your lock of the week, uh, Gabe Rosado. Yeah. Right. And really a very lackluster performance, mm-hmm. right? Um, he loses to John Ryder in somewhat controversial fashion, right? Either way, we talked about it saying, is Daniel Jacobs still among the elite fighters, mm-hmm. Rick? And I think that the fact that he's fighting Munguia says that he's probably not. Like they're feeding him as fodder yeah. to Munguia. We talked about um, a week ago, right, with like major crossroad fights. This is one right here. Yeah. This is a crossroads fight. This is a defining moment for Daniel Jacobs. Lose this fight, Rick, and he's done.
1: Yeah. No, and, and you know, I think we've talked about it with Munguia. We want to see him step up. This isn't a huge step up. I think they're they're fighting Daniel Jacobs at the right time, you know, on his way out. That's right. So you know, it's a slight step up. (laughs) Yeah. But let's not give him too much credit. He's taking on an older Daniel Jacobs who hasn't looked good in his last few fights.
0: That's what I'm saying. But but he's still a name, and you never know. You never know. Here's the thing, Rick: is that you know maybe this is the fight that motivates Daniel Jacobs because him and his people Mm -hmm. they have to know. That if you don't look good in this fight, you're done. Yeah, and you've graduated, or I should say, you know, you've been demoted yeah. to that gatekeeper status,
1: mm-hmm. and, and you have to fight a Gabriel Rosado.
0: Yeah, that's exactly that. right. Again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the Gervonta Davis's contract is up with Mayweather. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to resign. You know, after his uh, fight with uh, Rolly Romero.
0: Yeah, that's pretty interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way. I don't. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but I love this move. Yeah, because you know when you would listen to the interviews that Mayweather was having with Gervonta Davis, Mm -hmm. uh, Mayweather way too vocal. No surprise. Yeah, way too vocal. Right. Basically, almost like taking complete ownership of what Gervonta Davis has done. And Mm -hmm. I think this is good. I think Gervonta Davis needs to separate himself. He needs to be the product on unto himself, and he doesn't need Mayweather.
1: Yeah. No. Kind of like a you know we've got a Tommy Gunn situation where he had to. He had to get rid of Rocky and make his own. Yeah, you know, legacy. Let's just hope it turns out a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, yeah. The yeah. by the way, that was the worst Rocky. Yes, it was the worst. Rocky. That was the worst one, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. The yeah. fight didn't even take place in yeah. the ring. It was in the streets where he throwing hands.
1: Yeah. Well, even uh, you know, even that line couldn't save the movie. You yeah. Know, my my rings outside. That's right. No, yeah. it couldn't. It yeah.
0: couldn't. You want to throw hands? Yeah. Horrible.
1: Yeah. Terrible. Um, it does look like um, the Usyk Joshua fight uh, is going to take place. Um, there was, you know, speculation that he wasn't going to leave the Ukraine, but it looks like it's going to happen. Yeah, and they're looking at uh, June as well.
0: And that's good, right? And I'm glad that they're doing that. Again, very unfortunate mm-hmm. what's going on there. All the respect, right, to Usyk to, for what he's doing, right, and representing his country. I think that uh, if they're able to pull this off, I think that's great. Yeah, right. Um. I'm hoping that he beats AJ again. Mm-hmm. I, I don't consider AJ a good heavyweight at all. No, and so I'm hoping he beats. I'm hoping that this happens, and then we get the um, the fight to for the undisputed champion, of mm-hmm. course, between with Fury after he disposes of Dillian White.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Um, we've got um, Andrew Ruiz. You know, he's been teasing the uh, Luis Ortiz fight uh, on his Instagram. And there's been a lot of speculation that that's what's up next, and it'll be on pay-per-view.
0: You know, the thing is, right, is that I would have been more interested in this fight, Rick, Mm -hmm. before we saw Ortiz kind of struggle with Charles Martin. Yeah. Right? Because on Ortiz, and remember, we don't know how old Ortiz is, right? Cuban fighter. Honestly, Rick, I don't know what they have him listed as, Uh but he looks like he's in his (laughs) mid-40s. What do they have I don't know what they have him listed, but he looks like he's in his mid-40s, man. I
1: I think they they listed him at... uh,
0: 39. Yeah, he's not 39. Yeah, Yeah, like Chick Hearns used to say, yeah, if he's 39, uh, I'm a monkey's uncle, (laughs) is what Chick Hearns used to say, the great announcer for the Lakers. Um, He's in his mid-40s to 50, just like Fernando Mm -hmm. Valenzuela wasn't 19 when he was pitching for the Dodgers, right? He's more like 29. Um, Either way, Rick, I think that at this point, um, Ruiz is going to be favored in that fight. I would have liked to have seen him fight four years ago. Okay, all that being said, I still think it's a good fight. I still think it's going to be a good test, right? Mm -hmm. For Andy Ruiz. Um, And that's as good a heavyweight fight as we can see. Who would I rather see Ruiz fight, you asked Rick? Frank Sanchez. Yeah. That's who I'd like to see him fight.
1: No, yeah. You know, definitely be it. I I think, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where they feel like uh, Luis Ortiz didn't look good in his last fight. Had he looked good. Andy Ruiz probably doesn't fight him.
0: Right, exactly. It's, or or Deontay or Wilder. Yeah. Let's see Ruiz and Wilder.
1: Yeah, you know, um, and, and we still haven't gotten any word if Wilder's going to fight him again or not. He knocks um, out
0: Ruiz. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like that. That'd be a really, really good fight.
1: Yeah. Um, Demetrius Andrade's contract is going to be up with uh, Matchroom as well after yeah. his Zach Parker fight on May twenty first, and it doesn't look like he's going to resign.
0: Yeah, and that's interesting, right? Because we know um, how. I mean, well, so where does he go from here, though, Rick? That's yeah, that's the whole I, thing.
1: I, I think he's leaning more towards going with with PBC, yeah. and and getting in with with those cycle of fights where he can fight the Caleb Plants, he can yeah. fight the, uh, and you know, it's probably a smart move. Benavides, Benavides, you know. Because then now he can get those fights, and um, you know he wouldn't be locked out of those fights with the PVC guys.
0: The, the the problem is though, right? Is that you know the the aforementioned fighter David Benavidez, he can't get the fight against Caleb Plant. Mm-hmm. He can't get the fight against the 160 pound Charlo. And, and he's already there. <laughs> right, and he's already in. So I don't know if yeah. that makes sense, Rick. I yeah. don't. I don't know. the The fight he wants, the golden goose, of course, is Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. And Canelo Alvarez, of course, is a free agent, mm-hmm. which appears to be the best way to go, by the way. Yeah. Right? Smart move, but, of course, can only do that, I think, if you have the status of a Canelo Alvarez. So, I I, I don't know. I actually like uh, uh, Hearns with matchroom boxing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I think he's got his hands tied. Like, who, who you know, what fight is there that he can make?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's There's not too many fights he can make. Um, we've got Teofimo Lopez is going to return either in uh, June or July. Uh, he just had uh, surgery on his hand.
0: A lot of um, issues, by the way, because of how high they've ranked uh, Teofimo Lopez, by the way, at 140 pounds, right? Uh-huh. And so you've got Ramirez and a lot of the guys at 140 that are taking issue mm-hmm. to, to how that happens, right? How that happens, of course, is that Teofimo Lopez has a name, and with that name comes money and everything else, yeah. right? Because he's moving up to 140, and he's immediately—you're um, going to have to look, but he's immediately the um, the, uh, the 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 contender, the mandatory? The, uh, the mandatory, right? Yeah, which which it doesn't make sense, but that's what the sanctioning bodies do. Yeah. Because he's going to come back at 140, Mm -hmm. right? And somehow he's right there.
1: And they put him right up at the top.
0: Yeah, and hasn't fought a single fight (laughs) at 140 pounds. Yeah, and somehow he's going to be right there as the mandatory. Makes no sense at all.
1: No, yeah, definitely. Um, And that's it for the uh, boxing news.
0: Yep, good stuff, Rick. a lot going on. Like I said, I think the main the main theme of the boxing news is that we got a heck of a month coming up in uh-huh. April. Like, that is the main deal. Okay, main deal for us, though, we got the stat of the week. Yeah. Big one coming up, Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. To wrap this up with a stat of the week, everybody's favorite episode or a part of the show. I'm still, Rick, mm-hmm. still a little myth that you go in with Gabe Rosado.
1: Gabe Rosado, yeah. You know, I, I, I think it's going to be an easy victory. I don't have any confidence in yeah. Shane Mosley Jr.
0: And maybe that's why, right? Yeah. Maybe you're picking him because of your feelings with Shane Mosley. I'm telling you, I just think that this is a real, it's a surprising fight for mm-hmm. me that they made it. And I think that Gabriel Sato has to be going into this feeling he's the, he's going to beat this kid. Yeah, Obviously, he has a good relationship with, um, with Golden Boy, uh-huh. by the way, right? Because he's seemingly getting a lot of fights on there. Mm-hmm. But, hey, it is what it is. If that's yeah. your stat of the week, I'm going to be watching that fight or stat of the week. That is your lock, uh, of, the lock of the week. All right, Rick, what do we got for your stat of the week? So
1: um, my stat of the week, we've got the uh, most successful title defenses in the middleweight division. Yes. We've got two guys yeah. tied at at 20. Wow. And you know, any guesses to
0: Well, I mean, you know, um it's not Sugar Ray Robinson. <laughs> no. We know that. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of people forget that Sugar Ray Robinson probably was better at uh at welterweight mm-hmm. than he was uh at middleweight. He lost uh he lost to uh, Randy Turpin to cut his middleweight uh, title reign short of course he beat Turpin in the rematch yeah. but that was on his European tour so um so it's got to be the executioner mm-hmm. i would imagine right even yeah. not even the great carlos monzon won that many
1: no he, he won 14 monzon did
0: 14 yeah yeah so four- third on the list okay yeah so it so it's got to be hopkins uh-huh. right uh, cuz i don't even marvin hagler is marvin hagler on the list
1: he is uh, Tied for fourth, yeah. with, with twelve.
0: Look at me naming the top five. Yeah. Correct, not bad, huh? And
1: another guy that we actually mentioned is tied with Marvin Hagler. Yeah, and should be ahead of Marvin Hagler. Yeah, Felix Sturm.
0: Oh no, <laughs>
1: no kidding. <laughs> with with twelve successful title defenses, that's kind of interesting, yeah. right?
0: There's something that nobody would ever pick out. No, right? You know, and, if you asked somebody, said who are the top five middleweight champions yeah. that have defended it, nobody would say Felix Sturm. No. Right?
1: No, and it could just be because he yeah. didn't get that thirteenth.
0: That is that is yeah. interesting. Um, so you got Hopkins, uh-huh. and then of course uh, I'm going to assume it's the guy who's fighting this weekend that yeah. you're setting this up for Rick.
1: Yeah. No. Triple G. Yeah. Uh, Twenty successful defenses, and yeah. if he wins this week, it'll be twenty-one.
0: Wow. And does it? It's not consecutive, right? It's just def- just defenses.
1: Yeah. It's just defenses.
0: Interesting. So you, and you're. And the, and the consensus is that he's going to do it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I think I, I think he wins that one. Yeah, um, he's also kind of reaching. Um, Bernard Hopkins is uh, oldest middleweight, yeah, champion of all time. Oh no kidding! At uh, you know Bernard Hopkins was forty years old, yeah. and one hundred eighty two days. Wow! And right now Triple G is thirty nine and three hundred sixty one days.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Yep. And see, the thing is, right? We talked about which, which is why what uh, the Filipino Flash, mm-hmm. Nonito Donaire is doing. It just makes it that much more impressive yeah. because the lower you go in weight, right? The more you need the speed, the reflexes, the you know, uh, etc. Um, and I think middleweight is right there, right? Yeah, it's right at that age where you still need the speed, the reflexes, timing starts to become a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a a, a a hitter, Rick, right? Is that, you know, you can always hit a fastball. Yeah. Right. But can you still catch up to that hundred and two mile an hour? If you know it's coming, yes. Mm-hmm. If not, you're gonna get fooled. And I yeah. think that the older you get, I think middleweight is kind of that that weight where, you know, right below that, um, the speed and reflexes just becomes a lot more uh important. And mm-hmm. so that is uh it's very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Um don't think we'll see that again, by the way.
1: No, no, definitely not.
0: I think that'll be it, simply yeah. because, like you, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Rick, as much as they move around and weight nowadays, mm-hmm. as much as they move up and down, you're not going to see the Marvin Hagler. You're not going to see the Hopkins. You're not going to see the Triple Gs that stay at that 160-pound. No. They're going to move up because they're, they're, they're trying to chase that money. Yeah. They're trying they're to chase that big fight. Chasing
1: the money and, you know, um, yeah, the days of just sitting in a division and waiting for people to come to you. Yeah, it's, it's
0: over. That's probably the biggest reason. It's why, yeah. you know, the Charlo that's sitting there at 160, who's he going to get? Yeah. If he wants the big money fight, he's going to have to move up to fight Canelo. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to move up to fight Benavides. He's going to have to move up to fight uh, Demetrius Andre. and it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. All right, Rick, that does it for round number nine. Can't wait to watch just a loaded card this weekend and talk about the results next week. Big weekend coming up in fights. I'll see you next week, Rick. Yeah, I'll see you next week.